This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 381. And the quote of the day is, growth isn't always linear. Two steps forward, one step back. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. Hey, yo, what's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here. And quick note that Dream Symbols is celebrating their 10-year anniversary of making some of the finest symbols in the world. And for all my UK peeps, they are having a 10th anniversary sort of party get-together in Stratum at Hideaway. That's happening on April 19th. And the tickets are only 10 pounds. And there are going to be performances with Adam Gamage. I hope I pronounced that right. Lloyd Ryan and Trevor Taylor. And you can get your tickets at hideawaylive.co.uk. And doors open at 7.30 p.m. Again, that's at Hideaway in Stratum on April 19th. And it is a 10-year celebration of Dream Symbols. So definitely check that out. Hideawaylive.co.uk. Be there or be square. And I am one year older than I was the last time I did a podcast. <laughs> My birthday was uh, was Wednesday, April 11th. And I did something different this year, which I wanted to share with you. Kind of ties into this uh, a little bit. I was just thinking about it right now as I'm, as I'm starting to record. So most people every year on January 1st, they sort of make resolutions. And some people may look back at the year and sort of do a year in review and all that sort of stuff. And yesterday I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start a new tradition every year that I'll just go grab myself a coffee, go sit in a coffee shop or wherever it may be, and sort of look back and reflect on the last year of my life. Because January to December, just because that's when everyone else does it. I don't necessarily think that that's when I have to do it. And I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions, but I am a a big fan of reflection and sort of looking forward. So now every year, this is what I'm going to do. But yesterday was kind of cool. I just, I went to this coffee shop and I just evaluated my last year, uh, you know, being 36. So I was, I was reflecting on what I did well, what I didn't do well. Was I happy with the progress that I made? What are some habits that I developed that I want to keep? moving into the new year, into my new year or habits that I develop that I want to break or just different things like that. And then also there are four main areas that I always evaluate my life. And I read a book called The Perfect Day Formula and uh, Craig Ballantyne's the guy who wrote it. I'm actually going to have him on the podcast, but he talks about there's, you should only have four goals in your life at any given time because more than four is just overwhelming. So he says, you know, you should concentrate on a health goal, a wealth goal, a social self goal, and a personal enrichment goal. So health, obviously, is an easy one to know what that is. Wealth, another one is an easy one. Social self is developing relationships because the studies have shown that one of the biggest factors in happiness are your personal relationships, your interpersonal relationship, friends, family, all that sort of stuff. And then personal enrichment for us would be you know, learning an instrument, learning how to read, learning how to write, uh, maybe learning an instrument, learning a craft, something like that to just some sort of personal personal enrichment that you're learning and, and growing and moving forward. So anyway, that's what I did. That was this reflection thing that I did, uh, looking, looking backwards at my last year and then looking forward and figuring out 
the goals that I want to set for the next year and, you know, sort of the person I want to become, the habits I want to develop, the things that I want to improve on, the things that I want to keep doing well, and the things that I want to avoid in the future. And this sort of ties into what the topic of this podcast or this episode is going to be about. So I was having a conversation with someone as a buddy of mine who shall remain nameless because I, I want to protect his identity. Uh, I don't want to give up too much details about, about him and his career, but he is a drummer and he also teaches drum lessons and he has a bunch of students on the weekends and makes a lot of money doing it, but he doesn't necessarily feel like the le- teaching the lessons and doing the stuff that he's doing is getting him closer to the other goals that he has. He wants to be playing more. He wants to be doing more stuff in the studio, all that stuff. And at times he feels like, you know, that he is babysitting. And a lot of times if you're a teacher, if the kids are young enough, it sort of feels like they just drop their kids off for an hour and you sort of watch their kids and they pay you for it. And you're more of a babysitter and less of a teacher. But the problem is that not teaching is going to put a serious dent in his wallet. And he was saying that, you know, obviously he's concerned, everyone's concerned about making money, especially as an independent freelance musician. And he was saying, you know, that money is really going to hurt. And I told him, I said, you know, sometimes you have to take three steps back to go one step forward. And I didn't realize it at the time, but he was like, wow, that really resonated with me. But what I was thinking It's just the idea of stepping back and you may have to reevaluate some things. You may have to cut out some things in your life. You may have to take a hit financially in order to change directions, pivot and start working towards the things that you want to be working towards. So for him, it's not a far departure, not teaching and, and sort of doubling down on some other things. But for some people, it may be maybe getting a different job that allows you a little bit more flexibility. You may make a little less money in the beginning, but the long run, it may allow you to play more gigs on the weekends or it may allow you to travel on the weekends or travel during the week if, you, if you're if you into touring or you're trying to tour or whatever the case may be. So, uh, and evaluating your lifestyle, maybe you live in a big house and you can downsize, or you live in an expensive apartment and you can downsize, or you drive an expensive car and you can downsize. And sometimes we have to do that. And I think it's so smart to not look at the long term, not look at, or short term, I'm sorry, not looking at the financial outcome of it. And it, it doesn't necessarily even have to be financial. A lot of times there are situations where you may be playing in a band and you play in a band for five, six years. The band's not really going anywhere. You're gigging. It's taking up so much of your time, but it's not getting you closer to what you want to be doing. It may be, you know, touring or it may be playing different styles of music or it may be playing with other cats. And I've been in the situation too, where I've had to quit a band that was taking, taking up too much time or quit a project or stop working on something where in the beginning, it seems like, oh my God, it's such a hit because like, what am I going to do now? Because now I'm not playing these gigs or now I'm not making this money or now I'm not, you know, doing all of these activities that I was doing before. And you have to sort of start over from scratch. But long-term, if, if it is in line with the things that you want to be doing and it's helping you get closer to the things that you want to be doing, then sometimes you just have to do that. And I think it's a smart decision. So I always would evaluate things and say, okay, is this getting me closer or farther away from my goal? So if your goal is to be go is to be touring and you're teaching 65 hours a week, 
granted, you're making a lot of money, but you may not be able to get out there and be networking and you may not be able to get out there to play gigs and you may not be in a situation where you can tour because you have all these responsibility with these students. So short term, yeah, it's making you great money and all that stuff. Long term, is it getting you closer to your goals or getting you farther away? And that's a really simple way of evaluating any situation that you're in. Simple in terms of concept, but hard, extremely hard to put into practice. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, I was, I think many of you know this story, but I was working in my parents' restaurant and then I opened my own restaurant with my brother, not my own, but I opened a restaurant with my brother and it's great and everything, you know, everything's going well, but it wasn't getting me closer to my goals. It wasn't getting me into the music business more than I already was because I was already touring and playing a lot, but I wanted to transition and just be doing things music related full time. And I took a hit in the beginning. I mean, there there were some, there were some lean years uh, to be, you know, to be completely honest with you. And it sucked and it was frustrating and I wanted to give up and I wanted to throw in the towel. And I was convinced that I wasn't good enough and I was convinced that I couldn't do it. And I was convinced that everyone else was better than me and everyone was talking behind my back. And none of those were true. It was all sort of this, this fear. But the, the main takeaway was, yeah, it was a huge financial hit in the beginning. Now, though, looking at it, I'm, I couldn't be happier with the decision that I made. And sure, it's still a grind and it's still a hustle and it's a lot of work. And I probably could have been a little bit more on cruise control had I stayed in the restaurant business, but it wasn't what I wanted and it wasn't what I wanted long term. So I was willing to make that sacrifice. And I'm not saying this as a sort of a badge of honor or say, hey, look at me, I did this. What I'm saying is I'm empathetic to that situation and I understand that it's hard. It's easy in theory, but it's not hard when you wake up tomorrow morning and you're like, okay, I'm going to make $500 a week less than I make now. That's that's a hard thing to to do. So I understand that. But so try to just figure out ways that you can do it that, you know, figure out exactly. I keep going back to the financial thing, but it doesn't necessarily have to be financial. But so think about ways that you can maybe transition out of things. So you're not just like jumping off the ledge and quitting your job and going, trying to play full time when you're not playing any gigs now or something like that. I think that's a foolish way to do it, but just see how maybe you can phase things out and phase things in so that you can be getting on the path that you actually want to be on. But don't be afraid to take a few steps back financially, uh, activity wise, how many gigs you're playing, the the types of things that you're working on. You may say, I want to I want to concentrate all my efforts on this thing. And it may be doing remote recording sessions. And right, right now you may only have one person who you're doing remote recording sessions for, but all the other stuff that you're doing is making you some money, but it's taking up a lot more of your time. So you may say, you know what, I'm not going to play gigs on the weekends anymore. And I'm going to, instead, I'm going to work on really, really perfecting my craft inside the studio. And short term, it's a step back. Long term, it's what you want to be doing. Same thing when I started Drummer's Resource, I completely stopped touring. I stopped playing gigs, all of that stuff, because I knew that if I wanted to do Drummer's Resource right, I couldn't do both at the same time. So I had to take three steps back, five steps back, 10 steps back, whatever it was. I had to take those steps back in order for me to move forward in the long run. So I hope that helps. And if you have any questions about it, let me know, shoot me an email or hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff at the Nick Ruffini. I'd love to hear your feedback on it. 
And I would love to hear if, if any of you have actually had to do this or have done this and, you know, maybe we can even use it as, as a case study and, and talk about it. Also, one quick note about Instagram. I started something called Nick Pick Me. It's a hashtag. And what it is, whenever I, I want you to turn on your post notifications. So you just go to my profile. There's three dots up top. Hit turn on post notifications. Anytime I post. If you comment on that post quickly within a couple minutes of me posting and use the hashtag Nick pick me, you will be automatically entered to win prizes. And I'm talking all sorts of prizes like gear, books, drumsticks, heads, consulting calls with me, all of that sort of stuff. And the reason I'm doing it, I want to reward the people who are listening, who are engaging and who are interacting with my content with the podcast and the community so it can't just be like a thumbs up with the hashtag nick pick me add some sort of thoughtful comment that adds to the conversation and participates in the conversation and use the hashtag nick pick me to be entered and that's on instagram and it's at the nick ruffini so definitely check that out and until the next podcast keep drumming thank you so much for listening and i will be talking to you soon peace